0: Hi, this is Anne-Marie Fox and you're listening to my podcast On Your Terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hello and welcome back to my podcast on your terms uh, today. I'm very excited to chat with my guest, Cahill Clancy. Hi, Kahal. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm free. How are you?
0: Great. Great. Um, I'm really interested in hearing about your story about moving from employee to setting up your own business, Zenatech, and I suppose how this has helped you in your journey of starting to live life on your terms. So firstly, Carl, I'd like to hear a little bit about who you are and what you're doing at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I'm really thanks a million for inviting me on. I was excited to get the invitation and delighted to have a chat to you. And uh, yeah, I'm a Mike I'm a, Cullen County Galway native, born and bred, uh, reared here and still living here, uh, married with three young children, all under the age of seven, so it's very oh. busy. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: And, uh,
1: just, uh, I suppose, yeah, just over three years ago, uh, myself and a colleague, a guy called Ronan, Great. we we went about setting up our own business. Okay. And it, uh, it's called Zenatech, yeah. And basically, uh, we provide IT services to businesses. So basically, that means everything a company needs from an IT perspective for their day to day IT. So Great. mainly around IT support and maintenance, hardware, cloud services, all of the things and a lot of our customers would be Irish SMEs which would be anything from one person on their laptop up to 60-70 people that don't have internal IT and then we'd also work with some bigger companies that have IT people and they ask us to come in and do do bits and pieces for them so we're we're three years on the road and we started out with with three of us and there are 13 of us now just just three years on yeah wow wow, that
0: that, that sounds fantastic yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's been a in a crazy ride, but we're, we're, we're enjoying it all. so far anyway. <laughs>
0: great, great. I'm dying to hear a little bit more about it. Um, what I'd like to do first of all, Carl, is maybe take you back to when you were a young lad, and mm-hmm. you know, what did you want to be when you grew up, or can you remember back that far?
1: <laughs> yeah, I. It's gas. In preparing, you know, just to have the chat, I was thinking back over a lot of these things, yeah. and like I'd say, like probably most of the young fellas and girls out there, I was just sports mad and I was convinced I was going to be some sort of professional sports (laughs) person I I definitely I definitely that was what I thought I'd be but I suppose as I got into secondary school and I kind of that that bubble and that dream uh, realized that might not come true I suppose I always saw myself involved in the business side of things so that's a very broad term I know but uh, my dad was a manager of a smurfing company in galway for like 20, 20 plus years right maybe all through my formative years and my mum was a stay-at-home man so i suppose you, you kind of follow what you see Absolutely. and i would have spent a lot of time as a young child maybe in and out of his office i remember we'd go in there on sundays and we'd be drawn on computer paper the old okay. computer paper by like, yeah. being there and so i kind of just always had a sense of the business side and i know when i get into secondary school then the business subjects accountancy business studies those kind of things i liked Very so i edge, knew yeah. from i knew from kind of second early on in secondary school commerce was an area i wanted to go down but funnily okay. i had two experiences along the way that actually uh, veered me towards or veered me away <laughs> from bits that i wouldn't like number one was uh I, as part of the school project, we had to bring a gang of first years and second years over to Delphi for a weekend when I was about 16. And that made me turn off teaching for life. (laughs) 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 And uh, I just, we were managing about 20 young first years. And yeah, I I just said teaching wouldn't be for me. And then funnily, uh, accountancy would have been my favorite subject. And I know I've listened to some of your other podcasts and some of your your guests have been accountancy. Yes, yeah. Accountancy was my favorite subject. And funnily, when I worked all the way through college, I worked in the Smurfit company where my dad was. I worked with the accountant and right. I, uh, that was my part-time job. And I actually realized that, even though I liked it as a subject, it wouldn't be a career for me at all. Wow. Isn't and, that interesting uh, that yeah, you yeah, were
0: able yeah. to see it at that age? Fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the kind of the month-to-month nature of financial accounting, I just realized that wasn't for me. So I ended up in, in commerce focusing on the business and IT stream. Okay. in my final year I think it was called MIS management information systems and then when I finished my degree I went on and did a postgrad in basically the same area the okay. a diploma in systems analysis and it was a mixture of I suppose uh wanting to prolong the college the college lifestyle <laughs> yeah. and uh and also I did realize that it was an area that I you know I did like uh, and so I went on and did that that postgrad so yeah the business side of things was always what I saw myself going, and then as I moved into college, the technology piece started to appeal to me as well.
0: Right. Yeah. I was just going to ask, how? Why did you choose the IT side? So, was it mm. by accident initially that you started no. studying it, or
1: well, there's a little bit of a process of elimination? Things like uh, accountancy and uh, maybe economics and those maybe didn't jump out at me as much. But I explained about the accountancy. Yeah. But, uh, but the economics, other things, not as much. But I did like technology. We had a, com- a computer in our house from an early age.
0: Right. I just liked,
1: without being a very techie person. And indeed, there were parts of our course that were very technical, coding and stuff like that, which yeah. I was, weren't really my flavor at all.
0: I get but you, But I always yeah. liked the technology
1: side. And, uh, and yeah, that was just something that I suppose, once I, once I started to focus on that, actually liked it. And wow. um, really, to this day, then, every, almost every full-time job I've had has involved an element of technology. Wow that's
0: and I was going to yeah so after finishing college then um, you know what, what was your first step into working?
1: Well I had um, all through college I had, I had two jobs I worked in a local pub at night and I worked in Smurfitts during the day Great, and uh, that's one of the advantages of commerce you don't have a lot of hours <laughs> in college so Good. Uh, when when i finished uh when i finished college i finished my exams on a friday and i started working full-time with Smurfit's on the following monday okay but i was i was employed by the group or the irish group so rather than where my dad was working the local galway office i was employed by the, the head office in dublin as part of their it department and they were rolling out a new it system and so my job was to go around ireland they had seven plants all around ireland and it yes. was Uh, integrating a new IT system. And my job was to work with users and find out what were they doing on the old system. And I had to work with developers on the other side. And I had to basically map the two together and then travel around to sites, work with users, train them on the new system. And essentially, over the course of three years, migrate these six or seven companies To this new system, and they were literally in every corner of the country. There was Galway, Cork, Waterford, Wicklow, Dublin, and Belfast. So I was on the road. It was a small team, two or three of us on the team doing this. Okay, and uh, really liked it. Great experience, but um, as it went on, it became more on that technical side that I said I didn't like.
0: It crawling. sounded like it, mm. yes, and that's the, yeah, I was yeah. just want to check, and, okay. And,
1: and so I was getting to my mid-20s, and I, it was uh, mid-2000s, and travelling was on yeah, vogue, everyone, everyone yes. but I had no interest in going to Australia or Asia or any of these things, but yeah. myself and two friends, Barry and Sean, we headed off to Canada for oh,
0: a year. Very good, and very it, good.
1: For, for me, it was just a good break. To get away, it'd been full on what I was doing, and yeah. a lot of travel, and I just felt like it was a good break. I actually, worked on a building site over there with a the building. So totally
0: a... changed everything for the year. Totally just changed. To... It. Yes. Anyone okay. that
1: knows me would have a great laugh because I wouldn't know <laughs> the, 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 the front from the back of a, a hammer screwdriver. Like yeah, so, yeah, But I'm not afraid of a bit work, so I yeah, I worked for the guy who used to renovate houses, and I was just his labourer, and great. we moved around Toronto. Yeah, so we didn't we didn't even travel Canada. We just lived and worked in Toronto, had a great year.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Came
1: home home at the beginning of 2007 and I knew I wanted to make a switch into the sales side of things that was my coming home I kind of had my head straight that I'd like to get more into sales
0: and do you think the year away where you just totally took a break from everything after spending three years full-on in in your previous role did that help you in deciding okay I want to focus on sales
1: Uh, yes most definitely but there was also another period when I came home that even helped me focus even more. So okay. a year away, for sure, helped me just, I suppose you're removed from the day-to-day of being, you know, in a full-time job with responsibilities and traveling around. I had a job in Canada, but there was a lot less responsibilities, it was more mm. a year of fun. Yeah. And over that year, I definitely, I suppose I looked back on that, what I said earlier on, but wanting to be involved in business. And I suppose it was the sales side of things. I always remember working, in Smurfits, and i saw the role of the sales reps did you know yes and i always kind of liked that style of thing and i knew from my technology job with Smurfits that training training users and dealing with users i was good but the more yes. technical I got the less interested i was so i came home with a good focus on yeah i want to get into a sales role however the second part was when i came home i wasn't in any major rush to get something and i started to put a cv together and my dad recommended i chatted to a guy uh, he was a career coach. So this is where wow. I, it's actually interesting to ties in with yourself. Yes. A guy called Sean, Sean Connick, and he had uh, worked with my dad on a couple of hires in the past. Wow. And I actually, I actually naively thought this was a guy that was going to look at my CV and say, I know a guy down the road that has a job. Uh, yes. And yeah. actually, it was totally different. We, we sat down over six or seven sessions. Yep. And he right brought it. me through a whole process to basically identify the strengths that I had, to pull them out of me, get them onto paper and to build a CV that just brought out them strengths. And it was not anything Brilliant. about making up anything. It was literally just helping me to translate all of these abilities and strengths that I had and bring them into, the, I suppose, a presentable CV for a sales type job that I was looking for. That's and, fantastic. Uh, so... I, I took several months. I remember he was always saying, I did a lot of interviews, not a lot, but I did several interviews and he always said, you're being interviewed to be offered the job, not to actually, you don't have to accept every job, you know? Yeah. And so I, 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 uh, I did a number of interviews and eventually, now I suppose I had no sales experience and so some of the more experienced field sales jobs I was looking for, I, I wasn't really having the experience to get. But I did take a job eventually with a company that did, uh, it was phone lead generation. So okay. I was basically on the phone from nine to half five uh, doing, um, uh, doing marketing calls for technology companies. So technology okay. companies paid for campaigns. We'd have a list of companies and you were basically trying to find out information about that company. their interest in a new product and you'd make an appointment for a rep or a company. And okay. I did that for 15 months with a company called GMT. And uh, a really, really good company to work for, uh, Nicola, the lady that, that owned it, that was my boss. I'm still in contact with her today. She's a customer of ours. Fantastic, uh, A great crew working there. Uh, there was about 20 of us. But I knew myself that I wanted to make that next step into the field sales. And okay. About, after about 15 months, the job came up with a technology company doing IT services I applied for the job, I got it, and a bit of a twist of fate, I had applied for the same role a year earlier, and I didn't even get a response. But wow. it was a different it was a different company at the time. This little company had merged into another smaller company and it became a company called Tech Support.
0: And so wow. a year later,
1: I was being interviewed by a different set of people and they hired me for the job. And it was a kind of it was effectively a startup, but it was a coming together of two of other companies. Um, I was the first salesperson. So it was internal and field sales. And uh, yeah, I basically cut my teeth then that's in that brilliant. industry from 2008 for the next nine or ten years. Wow. And, okay. Uh, myself, and that, that's where I met my business colleague now, Ronan, and several other of my colleagues now, Shane and Damien, they're involved as directors with Zenatech as well. And a gang of us worked together in tech support. And around yeah. 2014, it was acquired by another company. And, okay. Uh, during that time, Ronan and I had kind of been doing the day-to-day management of it. I and mean, A guy called Greg was the background owner, and uh, or he was very involved as well. But we did a lot of the operational work, and yeah. I thought that's where we honed our skills in this industry, and the company grew from seven or eight people to 25 people. Uh, was,
0: with you pretty much sort of... Yeah, yeah, with well, Ronan,
1: Ronan doing finance and operations, and medium Fantastic. sales operations. Wow. So we learned a lot on that side of things. He got acquired in late 2014, and we worked for the new owners for two and a half years. Yeah, very good guys to work for but I suppose we got to a point back in these three years well now 2017 where we kind of felt like maybe it's time to do something for ourselves and that's then when wow. we took the jump yeah yeah
0: and you said you you got to a point it, mm. was there a particular was there anything in particular that got you to that point or was it a sort of a build-up over years is it something you always wanted to do yourself Kyle? that you
1: know was that an yeah, end goal it's, it's no it wasn't owning or running my own company if, if the, I don't even look at it really in that, <laughs> sense anything, yeah. that was never either goal but I do wow. know there was a kind of a, a light bulb moment or I suppose more of a gut moment about six months before I left yes I kind of felt like do you know what I probably need a new kind of challenge you know yes and it's a hard yeah. thing to explain but I just started to get that feeling and I kind of feel myself when you get that in your head or when you get that feeling, it's mm. very hard to go back. Very hard to change that. I like I remember, the way you
0: said, I got mm. a gut feeling. Yeah, I think yeah. that really tells yeah. you a lot. And if if it's stuck yeah. with you for six months, yeah, I, I like did, that.
1: Yeah. And and, I, and I, what I actually did at the time was I spoke to my dad had a chat to him and I kind of said, you know what, might be time to start maybe looking for something. And so I had a chat to a recruitment company and it was very vague. I couldn't even really tell them myself what I wanted to do, you know? Right. And so I kind of let it sit for a while. And then uh, five months later, probably, the company I was working with started to make some structural changes. And that was kind of the push that I needed then. And I kind of said to myself, I, I suppose for the first time ever, I kind of realized I had always envisioned myself In a going in a slightly different direction, I suppose, having a bit more autonomy in what I was doing and maybe having a bit more scope to grow in what I was doing. The first time, I kind of felt like there might be a little bit of a ceiling being put in it. Right, I get it. I suppose, in fairness, the guys that own the company, I'd sit down, I'd chat with them, and, you know, we looked at maybe making some changes. But you know what, as I said, when that's in your head and you're going to do something
0: different. Exactly, exactly. uh,
1: There is no really going back. And just then, uh, Ronan, my my co-director now my colleague he he and I were just having a coffee one day and it, what there was no master plan there was no chat but you know he's we had both now been together doing this same kind of thing for eight or nine years and he yes. said do you know what if we did something together and literally within an instant I just said that's that's Let's what we're going to no, we so he no must plan. have been
0: feeling similar you yeah, know yeah and
1: yeah. I suppose we were both at the very same stage in life mid to late 30s and we felt like do you know what Now, if we didn't do it now, we might never do it. That was just the kind of feeling we both had. That's brilliant. And we didn't have a master plan in terms of what we do, I suppose. What we did, though, is to be fair to the people we were working for, we didn't dilly-dally. We kind of made a decision we were going to do something on our own. We actually even looked at some random things out there, like would you take on a small business or whatever. Yeah. But we decided to go on our own and probably focus maybe on the on the consultancy side of IT initially, because that might be something a smaller company could do. Yeah. And, um, and over that first year with just three of us and no business and very little startup capital or like that, <laughs> we yeah. just rolled the sleeves up and I suppose by knowing people and having, I suppose, you know, worked in that industry for a number of years, it's amazing the amount of goodwill you'll get back from maybe companies and suppliers you dealt with over the years. Yeah, absolutely. uh, bit, Bit by bit, we just built it up. But that was, you know, that, that kind of that light bulb or that change moment, just, it definitely, I just, I just remember thinking to myself, yeah, this is a change is going to be needed. And, uh, and then once myself and Ronan had that chat, we just said, you know, I ju- it just felt right, and my in fairness to my wife and Eve as well, we had two young kids, and and she is she's a nurse, and uh, she just said, yeah, okay. Brilliant to <laughs> yeah, have the yeah.
0: support because, yeah. you know, I'm sure um, certainly on both of your yourself and and your your colleague Ronan, like, was there a fear behind this decision? Was there anything, or did you just know you I, had to
1: do it? I I well yeah, it's. There's definitely, there was uh, a real confidence in we could make this work. Great. And I suppose our history in having worked with this other smaller company and built that up or having, having a, a large role in building it up yeah. really helped us. And Great. I really think for myself and I've massive admiration for people that really go out on their own, as in on their own. But yeah. I think a major factor for myself, I would say I'd if Rona was here, he would say too, the fact that we work as a duo and, and can work as a duo is a major thing. And if there was ever a little, little moments of nervousness, the other person would always nearly reassure the Oh uh, Yeah, person. that's actually and, really lovely. Know, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I come from a kind of a sales and account management background role and the finance person. And we just complement each other really well. And then Shane and Damien are just two brilliant technical guys, which you need in, in a technical company. Absolutely. So between, yeah. between the four of us, it's kind of, it's great to have that backup. I, yeah. You know, it, it, that, that, that definitely made everything so much easier, you know.
0: That's great. That's great. And Carl, we'll say looking back, you know, over the last number of years, um, you know, is there any advice you'd give yourself, you know, from years ago, what advice would you give a younger Carl?
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that is a tough one, because, you know, there are always lots of little things you might change. But in general, uh, I suppose there's a word I mentioned earlier on, it's, Follow your gut. That's what yeah. I would just say. Yeah, you know? And I, I would say at any time along the way, if there were little, if there were little mistakes I made or we made in my whole career, it might be where you have a gut feeling, but you don't follow it strongly enough. You don't, listen, be, to it. You don't yeah. listen to yeah. it. Yeah, Yeah. You know, that could be anything from hiring a particular person through to you know, uh, you know, uh, dealing with a particular job or company or customer and stuff like that but you know that was now i would always have tried to follow my gut and just go with what i think is the best but mm. i definitely think you know if you have a gut feeling on something and you trust your gut you've got to go and follow that and yeah try not to veer too much off course from it yeah
0: and maybe as well you know the older you get the more you rely on that and you can actually understand it and you know I think it's shown yourself you're you're trusting it a lot more now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely. Like is there anything you'd change really at all or do you think everything has got you to where you are by mistakes and or anything that you've made? Yeah,
1: like you know, I I I never really believe people who say they're no regrets. I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> There's all, yeah. It doesn't have to be major things. There are always small things you would change, you know? Yeah. And that's, that ranges in everything from day to day business and stuff that you do, uh, in and out of work. But if there was anything I change, and I was thinking about this, I, I suppose the one thing that I would change and I, and I would, I would recommend it to other people as well is that, um, a few years ago and it probably coincided with me starting to have my my doubts about the role I was in. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose, um, in my early 30s, we had two young kids. I always played a lot of football and had a great active life with a lot of friends. And I found just in the years after we got married and had kids and uh, life seemed to get busier, my focus started to become very much around just work and home, you know? Right. And yeah. I found that um, I, you know, it, I started to kind of wonder, is, you know, is there, there has to be more to it than just this, you know, you're going from work, to home to the kids to bed, back onto the laptop, working and stuff like yeah. that. And, 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 and my wife too. And I made a kind of a conscious decision around that time where I started to look at my role as well I said you know I need to start getting back into more of my outside of work interests again brilliant
0: and I got, Love to hear that. got back
1: involved yeah I got back involved in football side of things and through that you start to meet your friends again yeah. and at the same time then my wife started to go to a gym class or go for a walk or she started swimming and yeah. like we went from maybe six seven nights a week in the house where you're putting kids to bed and watching telly to each having our two or three nights a week where we're gone for an hour or two, yeah, come back. And you know what? My whole mindset and uh, approach to things actually totally changed.
0: I love that. I absolutely yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. It's so important yeah. to have something else other than, yeah. as you said, work home work home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, because you that's know, your whole life then.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's just I'm involved in football teams, and I just love. That's just an escape then from work or kids. You get into the car, you go to a match, go to a training session, and you know it's it it makes you very very busy. And sometimes people say to me, "Geez, how do you you know how do you fit it all in?" But like as long as you want to do it and you enjoy doing it, you will fit it in, and you'll actually find it coming back to you in spades in other areas. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And if yeah, if you see the benefits of being able to have those outside activities, why would you stop? You know, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, one question I'd love to find out, and you've mentioned your father a few times, but who inspires you? I know you've mentioned a few times, <laughs> yeah. obviously, that you you, yeah. you know, watched him when you were younger and he brought you into the office and spoke to him about decisions yeah. and stuff. Would you say he would be somebody that inspires you, or would you have other people? Definitely. No, yeah. definitely, yeah, um,
1: like inspires you know, if, if, you know <laughs> there's, there's a real Irish man thing you say geez my, my father doesn't inspire you no yeah no fairness, I'm just listening to you, know, you. Yeah. yeah look he'd ha- like I definitely would have had a major influence on me because as I said from a young age this is what you're seeing. uh he traveled a lot up and all around Ireland with a job with his job I seem to have followed the same path yeah. where you're you know you're up and down the country and you don't even think lot of it. He was involved in sport in the in the locality, so was I. So yeah, look at be it to business, sport, community, even general farm work at home with horses, like definitely he'd be someone that I've always just followed. And I yeah. suppose even you know there'd be there'd be very little that would go on in my life that I wouldn't discuss with him or tell him about. Brilliant. So that 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 proves that like you know and outside yeah. of that, you know there's loads it really it's a lot of sport is where i would take an awful lot of my other inspirations from i mean yeah. i remember from 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 up to the age of 10 or 12 i had one major hero in my life and it was Porter kelly a, a local guy that oh, was yeah uh, a cousin and a football player who, who sadly passed away you know when i was maybe oh, about yes. 20 but yeah. he, he played for galway and he was just my idol and then as you get older Especially now, when I'm into the kind of, I suppose, the management side and coaching side, there'd be lots of different characters there you'd you'd look at and listen to different interviews with. But you know, look, I I tend to have my own ideas and try to follow them as much as I can. Like, yeah, there are definitely yeah. People throughout your life. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you take. You can take nuggets, nuggets
0: off each of them that fit Absolutely. into what you need at the time exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah yeah, yeah great yeah. great and you know just looking both at your business and i suppose your home life and you've mentioned your young kids and all that like have you goals now would you are you somebody that would write down goals every year every you know monthly or you know how um how do you plan everything yeah. out for your future
1: i yeah i suppose I go back to my father again. Ginny, this is bringing up all sorts of <laughs> Very <good. other> things. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he. I don't know. Was it through some course or some something that he did when I was in my teens? He, he had come across this of writing things down and he got me into it. And I've been doing that since I was a teenager. Wow! And it, it would start with the usual thirty first of December on your ten things for the year ahead. And yeah. I would regularly as well. I have a little red book beside the bed, and it could be at the start of a month or a week. I would write things down. And uh, it's funny, I was tidying up there during the, during the lockdown when a bit of spring cleaning was being done. And yeah. I found a list that I wrote from when I was around 30. So this is just uh, a year before we got married. Yeah. And I was showing it to Neve, my wife. And it was gas, all the things that I'd like set out for the next kind of five, 10 years of what I want to achieve. And like amazing how most, if not all, I ticked off. Oh, and that's fantastic. I was that, mm, it's mad, but it's it's it, you know, a lot of, I definitely believe you don't write it down or you don't have something clear to aim for, no, yeah, you no know, yeah, you need to commit
0: by writing it down. I do agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I, I was joking to Neve then I'm thirty-nine now, so I'll be forty next year. So I said the list for forty to fifty now is <laughs> gonna be the big one. That's gonna be <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I, I, I definitely
1: would be something I would say to anyone is you got to write these things down sometimes it might be as simple as just a to-do list for the week ahead or yeah. it could be as big as you, the things you want to do for the next 10 years but I, I'm a massive believer in that
0: yeah and look at your proof there just even listening to you which is great you know it, it is mm-hmm. working for you um do you know what makes you happy
1: um yeah you know, like, it's, it's, I, I'm generally a pretty happy person, I think. Yeah, you come time. across very but, happy, yeah. Yeah. But I am, I suppose, going, it's, it kind of covers a lot of the things we've chatted about here, but I definitely know, having reflected on, with say, that little mini period where I, I I had, I wouldn't say I pulled away from sport, but I just didn't thought, I didn't think I had the time for it at the time. Mm. But I know now being involved in an outside activity with a football team, with a sport that I love, that that's definitely something that makes me happy. Brilliant. And through that, you get to meet your friends, stay in contact with your friends. And that's, I think, something that I see with my wife. Ladies are always much better at staying in contact with their friends. Yep. So I think lads are, are, are so much worse at that. And I think by just being down in your local sports club or whatever your activity is, just get to see your friends more often. That's a huge thing. Brilliant. And then just our kids are like seven, five, and one. Just seeing wow. them growing up and taking little steps and, 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 becoming little people themselves that you know that there's a huge amount of happiness you take from that great
0: great and Mm. that you can be their inspiration in the future as well (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely
1: absolutely. yeah yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. um just for the anyone listening today Carl. like do you read books are you into sort of um sort of books that would help you out or is that something that you've had in the past
1: i I always have great notions that I will. And it's on my, it's regularly on those to-do lists and those goals. I will read X, Y, or Z. But the truth is I really don't find myself reading a lot. And I find myself reading less and less nowadays. Okay. And it generally tends to be, if I am reading something, generally tends to be sport related. Okay. You know, in saying that over the years, there's lots. There's lots of like you know. There's lots of books you you take little bits and pieces from. I remember years ago I, cu- I couldn't even really tell you any of the real lessons from it, but I yeah. the title of it just from always uh, always gives me a little bit of inspiration. I remember saying to me when we were starting up uh, Zenotech, uh, Richard Branson had a book. It was Screw It, Let's Do It. Right. And it was his. It's just his anecdotes about all of the things, the risks he took in setting up his business now uh it's years i i must be six seven eight years ago since i read that so that's just one word i actually as i said i don't read a lot but yeah. I given that we're given that we're on the podcast medium i am a podcast addict i listen wow to brilliant that's actually very in, interesting yeah yeah, yeah yeah i think I, that's the I,
0: future as well uh, i've yeah, heard that I, from I, a lot of people
1: yeah, I, I I started years ago in actually the mid-2000s. I, I got an iPod from, uh, from my sister and I started listening to Ricky Gervais' podcasts. And from there, I've just been listening to them ever since. And wow. there was one, just in advance of chatting to you, there was one really good one I listened to recently. There's two series of it. It's called Against the Rules with Michael Lewis. And okay. he's the guy that wrote Moneyball and the Big Short. That got okay. turned into movies. But yeah. it's all about coaching and how coaching is uh is in it's there now in all aspects of our lives. And it's 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 partly to do with sport, but each episode he looks at how coaching can be brought in to people's lives to improve in all areas. There's one about uh kids in college. There's another one about people managing their finances and they're brilliant. 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 Well that's
0: definitely uh, one for me for me to listen Mm. to now because I'm I'm yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, And what about advice? Um, I suppose you've really, and I know you're three years into your new business, but you've gone from, as I said, employee to uh, with your uh, partner setting up a business. So it's quite a huge step that you've taken and you've grown it up to 13 employees in a short space of time. What advice would you give anyone that might be in a position you were maybe five, six, seven years ago? wondering where to go from there.
1: Yeah, it's you know, it's it's so having listened to some of the other people that you've spoken to and just in general over the years listened to lots of different people yeah. doing it. You know, it's probably so personal to each person it's really hard to, you know, to to give them definitive things that would help them. But I suppose mm. in my case anyway, it was about it's that word again, just following my gut. I just yep. felt like I Not was bad. I felt like I, I could, I suppose, achieve more or I could have a bit more satisfaction out of what I was doing. And that was really, you know, the big thing for me. And then in, in that journey then of, we'll say, both setting up Zenotech and then as we've grown Zenotech, it's just completely about the people you have working with you and Brilliant. I suppose the customers you work with. But like yeah. we have 13 people now in Zenotech and they're just all brilliant people. And, and, and that's typically that's great what we tend hear. to hire. It's, it's the person really, you know, because the end yeah. of the world, when you're working with these people, they're representing your company, uh, you know, you're representing them. It's, it's, you know, going back to the sports analogy, you need a really tight team. And so, you yeah. know, to me anyway, you know, both in the, the the partners in the business that I work with and the, the employees that we have, it really is just about people, you know.
0: Yeah, and, brilliant.
1: Um, you know, that 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 to me is the main thing. And then like, you know, in terms of any other advice I got, I know um you know, uh, that, that that factory that my dad uh, worked in, that was a cardboard factory. Um, yeah. and They manufactured cardboard. So I, from an early age, I used to work there in the summers making cardboard boxes. And the first day I was going into work, he told me in the car, uh, he gave me a piece of advice that I've never, ever forgotten. It was that he goes like, whatever you're doing, be busy. So if someone doesn't give you something to do, pick up a brush and start sweeping the floor. Brilliant. And I think in Zenitech we started out on day one with no customers. Yeah. Uh, a tiny little office that just about fitted the three of us and literally a blank canvas. And it was just rolling the sleeves up and just being talking to people and being busy, being get, busy. Get, and get busy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've just been through the lockdown and I just I've never been busier in the sense that like, you know, every business has had a tough time jerk during it, but like we just have so many things to do. So just being busy brilliant and um it's it's definitely you know those are those are bits of advice that that i i've taken from my journey anyway that i could maybe give to them you know
0: brilliant brilliant i love it um do you feel cahill that you are living life on your terms at the moment
1: (laughs) yeah I, i i think so i suppose it's it's only maybe when you have a chat like this and you start to frame it all yeah i feel i feel like i am in the sense that you know, uh, a few years ago, we took what seems now like a big step, but at the time, we just thought, "Come on, let's do this." Yep. And it's it's led now to a few years later us being really enjoying what we're doing. We have a company that seems to be, you know, uh, going well, or as well as it can be in the current climate, anyway. Mm. Uh, very happy both professionally and personally and so yeah brilliant if that's if that's living it on your own terms I suppose (laughs) that, that is me yeah yeah that's
0: great that's brilliant um Carl it's just it's so lovely talking to you and I've got such much more of an insight into you know the whole company yourself and everything so I really do appreciate it Um, and i'm sure we will be in touch again and i'll follow your story and see how your company goes so thank you very much for taking the time to do the podcast today
1: yeah no thanks very much to yourself and continued success to you in your own uh, venture as well
0: thanks so much for listening to my podcast i hope you take away some positive steps from it If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.